Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, gorgeous. Welcome back. Today, I am in my bedroom. I am coming to you with this video of secrets about how to make him obsessed with you. You can now both watch this on my YouTube channel and you can listen to this podcast on Being Her on everywhere that podcasts are available. So we're coming to you in your ears and I'm coming to you in your face visually so you can do both. If you're a listening queen, go on podcast. If you like to see me talk, YouTube is your thing. First things first, I want to appreciate everyone who subscribed from my last podcast and from my last video, everyone who comments, everyone who gives me five stars, everyone who is real. I see you. We see each other. We have a symbiotic relationship. I love it and I appreciate it. So without further ado, for those of you, let's get into the 12 things that you can do, some sneaky and some not so sneaky, to make him absolutely and utterly obsessed with you. Let's go. Thing number one is you cannot, my friend, make someone else obsessed with you unless you're obsessed with yourself. That is the whole truth. However you like to swing that cat, however you like to look at that statement, you first have to become in love with yourself. It's not so easy. We've all had childhood issues. We've all had things happen. We've all not been in the ideal scenario in life. We all have doubts. I have them. You have them. Our cat has them. Our dog has them. But we have to move through it And we have to somehow, even through affirmation or through self-belief, make ourselves believe it. When we talk to the person who we want obsessed with us in mind, we have to voice the way we feel about ourselves. I used to have this friend, right? Let's call her Maria when I was a kid at school. Maria was at best average. And I mean to say this in the nicest way possible. She was an average pretty girl. When I saw her, I was like, oh, she's my friend. This is going to be great. We're going to be friends. Nothing to write home about. Nice girl. But every time we would go into the bathroom or something like that, she would compliment herself in the mirror. And I don't mean just like weirdly in the mirror, but she would drop things like in conversation, like, oh, you know, because like I'm so pretty and da 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 da. I know that sounds conceited in the way I'm saying it, but when she said it, it sounded really like off the cuff and natural. I remember this one time we went to the bathroom at school and she was talking about an event that happened. And then she looked at herself in the mirror and she said, oh my God, like my hair looks so good today. I'm so glad I washed it with that shampoo or something. So it wasn't in this crazy conceited way, but it was in this knowledge that she is a good looking human being. And lo and behold, over time, I was like, my friend Maria is so good looking. Maria is the prettiest girl in the world. I was over here believing the hype. So if you want someone to become obsessed with you, you first have to give that energy to yourself. You need to do affirmations in the mirror. You need to start falling in love with your features. The thing that helps me fall in love with my features is when I understand that they are related and connected to my ancestry. 
Like literally, the features that we have are the faces of the ancestors that we had. The ancestors that lived through snow and mammoths attacking them in order to bring you into this world now. They lived through trials and tribulations and wars and frostbite and all kinds of famines in order to bring you into this world right now. So when you look at yourself, if you cannot find the love for yourself that is just like, oh yeah, I'm so cute, I'm so good looking, then find the appreciation of the lineage that people before you had. Have some pride in the way you are. Have some pep in your step. Have some, I don't know, oomph and gumption behind you. You need to manifest self-belief and self-love to yourself before you can make him obsessed with you. Because this is the harsh truth. Nobody wants to be obsessed with somebody or in love with somebody or wanting somebody that isn't universally wanted. It's kind of a harsh truth because we want what others want. We want what is universally good. We want what is sought after. That's how branding works. That's how everything works. So unless you believe in the product that you're selling, which is you, why should he become obsessed with it? Why should he be crazy about it? You're that car salesman at the moment who's not even sure that the car that they're selling is that great. He's not even sure. So first, you've got to be good with you. You've got to fall in love with you. Number two, the masculine wants to fall in love with the feminine because the feminine is youthful, light, and playful. When I say youthful, I don't mean genetic, genealogical age. I mean youthful spirit. If you want to make a feminine fall in love with a masculine... Now, we both have feminine and masculine energies in us all, but I believe if you're watching this or listening to this, you are a woman who wants a man to fall in love with her or be crazy about her or be obsessed with her. So let's dance with that theme in mind. When we are a woman, we want a man or the masculine to come across as reliable and steadfast. We want to be protected by them. Even when you're falling in love with a bad boy, the reason you're falling in love with a bad boy is because there is some danger and element to him that, yes, reminds you of your crooked past and of your father who maybe didn't like you so much. But also in that danger is the capacity for him to protect you and be a solid, reliable, masculine energy in this world. That's why we sometimes gravitate towards that over somebody else. However, the opposite is also true, as annoying as it is. If you are going to meet him and come to him with your problems and you're whining and you're complaining, now I'm not talking about a husband and wife relationship, but even then you need to deploy some lightness and joy into the relationship. I am talking about when you meet and you want him to become obsessed with you like instantly. What I want you to deploy is some youthful, playful, feminine energy, because as much as you want him to be reliable and masculine. You know those icks that people talk about, those icks, like the biggest ick is when he is at a dining hall and he's got a tray and he can't find a seat and he's walking around. I heard some podcasts talking about how that's the biggest ick and it's an ick for women, as funny and humorous as that is, and it's probably, you know, exaggerated, but that's an ick because we don't like a man who's not sure. And men get obsessed with a woman who just radiates joy and happiness and a lack of heaviness. Even if you can't be joyful and happy, And if you want to be more of the Megan Fox, Angelina Jolie, Vampirella energy, they are also not a drain on his energy. They're not sitting there complaining about their friends. They're not sitting there complaining about some situation. They are light in the essence of they are not laboring him with her issues. They're not there complaining why he was late or why he did something wrong or why he looked at the other girl weirdly. All these women, whether it's the dark feminine or the light feminine or... Marilyn Monroe or Angelina Jolie, they have a lightness and playfulness to them in terms of they are not the same, 
but they don't labor the man with their needs in the early stages of a relationship. And if you want to reignite your relationship, no matter how long you've been together, take your foot off the heaviness gas and become playful. And I know that's so easy to say and so hard to do because we're like, yeah, but we've got 7.5 children and I'm carrying the load of everything. And I get it. I'm a woman in this world. Like guys, I get it. I am female. I have one child and I'm eight months pregnant. That's why I can't breathe. If you guys have noticed, yes, congratulations to me, but (laughs) the breathing is real. But listen, that is the key. I'm only giving you the keys. I'm not saying that they're right. But if you're happy and the load of you is easy, then that is the magic. Let's move on to number three. Egocentric feminine women win. And this is a hard one to talk about because we're trained to not be egocentric. We're trained to be a good girl. We're trained to do things that is right for society and by everyone. But where it goes wrong is that we end up doing everything for society, but we're actually getting drained and we become that angry rat in the corner that we always talk about on this podcast and in these videos. We become angry, resentful, and then we're not useful to anybody. And in order to make somebody obsessed with you, you've got to first show up for yourself because others treat you how you treat yourself. It's a universal law and it's a relationship law that people mirror to you how you treat yourself. So when you meet a guy, make sure you communicate to him that you're not the good girl, not by saying I'm not the good girl, but be it by being like, yeah, I've got a facial on Thursday and I'm going you know, to do this hike on Friday and I'm doing this and that for me. And he'll be like, he might make a joke. Men like to do that. Like, oh yeah, princess, everything for you. And you just look at him and be like, yeah, yeah, for me. Because you know who men love to invest in? women worth investing in. And you know who the first person who's got to invest in the woman that is worth investing in is herself. So that is very important. I'm not saying be narcissistic, but even if you're worried about that, even if you're worried about being narcissistic, that means you're not a narcissist. Narcissists, ironically, need the approval of other people and they need the worship of other people. What I'm telling you is healthy self-service. What makes you feel good? What makes you feel excited? What makes you just feel and live like the best version of yourself? That is what you need to be doing because he's going to see how you treat yourself and he's going to come correctly to you as well. I want to tell you about a staple part of my routine, which I thought back in the day was like my little secret, but now everybody's on it and I'm glad because... AG1 have partnered with me on this portion of the podcast and I'm so thankful. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrition to support your whole body and it basically replaces your multivitamin, your probiotic and it's very simple. It's a drink. It is delicious and when I found it I thought I was a genius. Well I am because I found it first. I'm convinced. Anyway. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to replenish my body. I had had a pregnancy where I had hyperemesis gravidarum. If you don't know what that is, it is something, a condition where you are constantly sick and you cannot drink anything and you cannot eat anything. So after I had my son, AG1 was there to replenish my body before having my next pregnancy. And I did it before my first child as well. I drink AG1 in the morning before I start my day and before I make my coffee and it makes me feel like I'm doing something amazing for my day. 
I know that I'm doing something to prepare my body. I don't play around with that. It is really, really important to me and I highly recommend it. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash being her. That's drinkag1.com slash being her. Check it out. Number four, my favorite, is self-confidence. A quiet knowledge, a self-confidence, which I believe can only be built not by being rude and cutting people off and being like, yeah, I'm the best, look at me. But I believe true confidence comes from showing up for yourself. If you show up for yourself, you will start to have confidence in you. Because what does it mean when when you say, I've got confidence in my friend, I'm confident my friend will do this, or I'm confident about our friendship. It means that you know that person's going to show up for you. How many times have you turned up for your friend, but you've got a date with you, let's say, in the calendar to go to the gym, but you just cross it off? Or say you want to start a podcast, but you just cross it off. You want to do all these things, but you just put them on the back burner and cross it off. The price you're paying that you don't realize you're paying is that you're becoming less confident in your own word to yourself. You are becoming less vital and less steadfast to you. If you're not showing up for yourself, you will pay for that price in your confidence. You have to and you must show up for yourself consistently in order to have that confidence. And when you first meet someone, the way you display that confidence is by being there for yourself. By knowing that, you know, you want to drink the celery juice in the morning and you're going to do that. And if he invites you to stay over, you're not going to break your boundaries and you're not going to just run into his arms and, I don't know, sleep with him on the first night because you are your own priority and you are your own best friend. So confidence is really important. Number five, if you watch movies and you see all the famous women that men find attractive, I don't care what polarity they are, like I said before, from Marilyn Monroe to Angelina Jolie to whoever, even if he likes to watch, I don't know, wrestling or whatever kind of woman he likes, the thing they have in common is feminine movement. Men are very attracted to the thing that is opposite to masculinity and that is femininity, which often comes from the way a woman moves. She's always moving her hair, not annoyingly, but you know what I mean? She is arching an eyebrow. Even think about Nigella Lawson. Those of you who are British will know her or somebody who's like really vivacious and motherly and homely, not necessarily sexual or young or anything. All that sexy women have in common, even as they age, is they've got this vivacious way of moving, like their body flows. They're like a cat. They're here, they're everywhere. That's why they're often portrayed in like a dress that can move or something interesting Or if they're the vamp type, they're portrayed in the leather pants and the leather pants kind of emphasize her and they make movements and they make noises when she moves. Like everything feminine, no matter which spectrum of woman the man might like, is not about a woman sitting on her laptop, hunched over with her neck forward, typing away with her fingers and static everywhere else. It's not about her standing by the bar statically. That's very masculine energy. If you imagine a woman just standing statically by a bar, no, the feminine energy, she's moving. She moved her hair. She moved that glass. She ran her fingers along that bar. It's like that very annoying Rolls Royce ad. If you guys have seen it, Rolls Royce, and she runs her fingers along the parts of the car and everyone's making memes of it. But the thing about why that 
thing is made is because men are genuinely attracted to feminine movement. So if you want to make him obsessed with you, make sure you're not sitting there like a lump of coal. Make sure you've got some feminine movement to you. Make sure that you have some vivaciousness to you. Make sure that you've got some kind of, you know, flow to you because it's very attractive. Number six, the art of flirting. I mentioned this in both of my feminine energy masterclass and my polarity masterclass on margaritanazarenko.com. So check those out if you haven't. But if you've lost the art of the flirt, then you're missing out. It's about seeing a guy and making eye contact for just a little bit too long to show him you're interested. Because ladies, let's face it, we have to choose them. They can't choose us because then we'll be choosing disasters. We have to choose the man. So when you meet him, you have to know the art of the flirt. One of those things is don't always be consistent. And I know people will say, oh, but that's playing games. That's playing games. You just got to be yourself. No, I'm sorry. There's an art to everything. And the art of flirting is if on Monday you were on the phone all day together talking about your dog and, you know, the the kibble that you've put him on and how he poops really well, pull back on Tuesday and Wednesday. And I don't mean ghost him, but don't report every single bowel movement your dog has. And I know that sounds silly and ridiculous, but that is the truth. And I talk about it on my TikTok all the time. You've got to have ebbs and flows. You've got to know the art of flirting. You can't, you have to have a way to not make him overfull how I feel right now because I'm so pregnant. I literally feel like I've eaten three Christmas dinners, everyone's Christmas dinners, and I can't breathe. That is what pregnancy feels like in the, th- in the third trimester. Everyone who's been there knows and everyone who is going to have kids in the future. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. But you need to find a way to make him not overstuffed like me and not hungry because that makes people angry, but just full enough and a little bit unsatisfied. That is the art of flirting. So always make sure you're leaving and don't always end everything in text messages. Make sure you've got something to say when you see him. And if you're on the phone, don't be the one who's just sitting there. Make sure that you hang up with something more to say. That is the art of flirting. Number seven is let him see you from afar. Organize things where you will be with him in your element with other people around. So if you're in a restaurant, go to the bar and order a drink so he can see you from afar. As simple as that, because he'll be like, wow, look at her in her wholeness. When someone's always zoomed in in your face, like in a camera, you can't see them for the whole thing that they exemplify. And people are so exciting. And people often say that they find their partners most attractive when they're kind of zoomed out in a zoomed out lens. And furthermore, they find them even more attractive when they're doing the thing that they're talented at. So say you're really good at playing piano or say you're really good at holding conferences, invite him to that conference. If you're like a party girl and he's a party guy, invite him to the party so he sees you in your element. If you're an artist and you paint, invite him to that. Even if he is not the type to like what you do, let's say you're really, I don't know, incredible baker and he's just, I don't know, keto and he doesn't eat cake still invite him where everyone else is appreciating you. Because when that person sees you through the lens of other people and in your flow and in your talent, that will make him go crazy for you. Number eight, this is a tricky one for the ladies. And trust me, it works. If you want a guy to be obsessed with you, we often think that we've got to put our best foot forward, say what we're really good at, say that we're this type of person, we're that type of person, look at me, blah, blah, blah. The way to make a guy obsessed with you is to ask him for his help, 
and I don't mean nag him, tell him, can you hang my shelf or else, I mean, be like, oh my God, I'm stuck. I need your help. You're so strong. You know, all those hero things. Yeah, that, or ask him for his advice. Like if you know that he's the best chef around and he makes like the best cheese sandwich, text him randomly and be like, which cheese is it? I like, you are the only person that would know that. People, sorry, men love to feel useful and love to feel needed. And the thing that women often get wrong is they go, oh, he doesn't want to be needed because he's never doing anything for me. He did it. No, needed not as in like nagged and made to do stuff, but needed as in like celebrated for the thing that he is amazing at and create scenarios where you're like, I need your help. I can't do this without you because it's not about how you talk to the person. It's not necessarily about how you are with the person. It's how you make them feel. And let me tell you right now, this is the biggest secret of all secrets. If you can make him feel how he wants to appear in this world, you will become irreplaceable. If he wants to feel like a big superhero Batman guy and you make him feel that way, you will become irreplaceable. If he wants to feel like a cozy bear on the bear on the sofa and you make him feel that way, you will become irreplaceable. You need to tap into how he wants to feel and make him feel that way. But the safe bet is he probably wants to feel like a superhero and the only one who can fix the problem because that's how boys are raised. So tap into that and you, he'll be obsessed with you. Number nine, exemplify real excitement and joy when he does something for you. We as human beings rarely experience appreciation, even as women. People are scared to give it. Oh my God, it will spoil him. He's going to go off me. He's going to think he's too good for me. No, he's not. He's only going to think that if you're giving him false praise. If you're giving him genuine appreciation, like genuine, like the way you did that really shifted something for me. Or the way you're looking right now in that, that's incredible. And I'll be careful with complimenting men's looks and things that are superficial, things that he didn't work on and focus on the things that he worked on or somehow changed. Like telling him, oh my God, you're so tall. Okay, fantastic. He's just going to like himself more, like you said. But telling him, wow, you got into that program, that, that, you know, sports program and, you know, you worked so hard. And I saw that that takes real grit. That's, that's not like everybody that, that would make David Goggins proud. Like real things that he worked on that are irreplaceable, really show him appreciation and show him some damn excitement. When he buys you flowers, even if they're wrong, excitement. Takes out the trash, excitement. Brings that thing he said he would, excitement. Appreciate him. It will make him do more of it as opposed to less. So it's it's not what you fear. He's not going to get too like, oh, I love myself. Only if you just praise him on vacuous things. Number 10 is if you find a man who is passive, like he is inactive, he doesn't plan anything, he doesn't do anything, which is what I hear from you guys a lot, you need to understand whether he is a man in his feminine and you want to be a woman in her masculine, which is like 20% of the time to 15% that does happen. And if that makes you feel comfortable, like, do you just thrive on planning everything? Do you just love it? Do you love to lead? And if you do and he's passive, then Bob's your uncle. That's going to work out for you. God bless you see you at the chapel, you're going to get married. But if it rubs you the wrong type of way and you're like, why is he not doing something? Why is he not stepping up? Why is he not this and that? Then you're probably a woman who wants to be in her feminine and he's passive. And the way women normally go about it is they become more assertive, more aggressive, more planning. And then they tell him, why don't you plan? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? No, 
If you want a passive man to become more assertive, you need to become more passive than him. Well, what, babe, what should we do today? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to wait for you. I'm going to wait for you to decide. I don't care how much game playing it is because I'm not telling you the PC thing to do. I'm telling you the right thing to do for you to win, okay? If you want to see how much masculine energy is in that man and if he can plan or if he can eventually do something, the formula is to be less assertive than him until he works it out, until he pushes through it, until he sees how amazing it is to be masculine. And also when he does finally do it, excitement and appreciation. Remember rule number nine? Number 11, be mysterious. It kind of goes back to rule number three, but rule number 11 is be mysterious. Don't always give away everything about your day. Leave a lot of things to later. If you're on the phone, be like, I can't wait to tell you when I see you. A lot of people can't take the the texting into real life dating. So that's the way to do it. You need to be like, when I see you, I'm going to tell you. It's so exciting. Make yourself very exciting to be with by being mysterious. Leave some mystery, like bodily functions, peeing in front of him, pooping in front of him. We're not going to do that. And a lot of people are like, yeah, but it's natural me and it makes me feel cozy. I don't know what kind of person you need to be to feel cozy just by pooping in front of somebody. There are so many other ways to connect with a human being. And I don't know, that's a brother-sister relationship to me. Number 12. If you first met a man, don't make the mistake in thinking that he's already looking for a whole person and a wife. Men are not looking for a wife on the first date or when they met someone. Even if they're saying, oh, I'm looking for a long-term thing, I'm looking for a wife, that's not the lens that they're looking through. So all the advice I give you about how you present yourself, your confidence, the mystery, if it rubs you the wrong way, and if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I just want to be myself, I want to be authentic, there's time to be the wife. But in the beginning, you've got to first attract him. And men are attracted visually. They're attracted through that kind of feminine charm. They're attracted th through all those things. So if you want him to straight away listen to your problems, listen to your issues, bond with you, if you want to tell him about how badly your ex treated you, and if you want to do all those things, I would definitely hold off. That is later on wife stuff. That is connection you can have later. But in the beginning, I am telling you, the way to make him obsessed with you is with all the things I said. So good luck. Use them wisely. Deploy them often. And remember, be light and playful because you've got so much incredible feminine energy in you. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for giving me amazing reviews. I show up because you show up for me. And I'll see you on the next one. Love you lots of jelly tots. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.